And when we commit to a regular practice of tuning in, of quieting ourselves to receive the divine messages from the God within, which by the way knows why we're here and what we need, we receive the guidance that aligns us with the right people, the guidance that guides us to the right place at the right time, the guidance that has us receiving the message that needs to be shared when it needs to be shared. Welcome to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for another episode. I hope everyone is journeying well. So I'm really excited to share this one with you all because it's actually my first solo episode. And for those who may be new to the podcast, I started this podcast back in April as a way to help us all become more conscious participants in our spiritual journeys and aligning with why we're here. And I typically do that through sharing the stories of my beautiful guests who so graciously share their stories to help further this mission. But I felt called to do this solo episode, and I'll likely do more of these, but I felt called to do this solo episode because I got this download several days ago that shifted my consciousness around well-being and I believe it may shift yours as well, particularly with everything that's happening in our country and our world. I think this message is going to be supportive because when I received it, it was incredibly supportive for me. And now I am sharing it with you. So let's get into it. So I was on my way to Ojai, my new favorite place, Ojai Valley, which is like an hour and a half outside of LA, for those who don't know. And as I was driving, this download started coming through really strongly. And this happens sometimes for those who've never experienced this. So I grabbed my phone to record what was coming through. And just to kind of set the stage timing-wise, this was just a few days after the Roe versus Wade decision and a few weeks after more horrific mass shootings and in the midst of the ongoing January 6th hearings. And I remember thinking about these things, all these different occurrences as I was driving and I heard the question, what's the answer? What's the answer? And what came up for me was self. And more specifically, self-orientation. 
And I feel like self-orientation has been talked about a lot in a lot of different ways, but I thought it was important to actually talk about how this came through specifically for me. Now, I think it'll be helpful to start with a general definition, what it says in the dictionary about self-orientation to kind of ground us and conventional thinking around this concept. So if you look up self-orientation in the dictionary, here's what you'll find according to Webster. Concerned primarily with oneself and especially with one's own desires, needs, or interests. Self-oriented motives. Now, when some of us read that, we might get a negative connotation of what that entails. That it's, you know, selfish, self-serving, and literally the antithesis of what we actually need right now, right? And although this is not how I would define self-orientation, I wanted to start here because I think it's really important for us to constantly shift from one level of consciousness to another when we think about conventional ideas. Now, let me share how self-orientation came through for me. Self-orientation is about being deeply tuned into self and letting the sum of our individual answers that arise I'm talking the downloads, the guidance that comes through when we tune in deeply to ourselves on a regular basis. It's about letting the sum of those individual answers be our collective answer. That is what self-orientation means to me and how it came through for me in that download. Now, this is an important shift in perspective because we're starting to see that self-orientation isn't solely about us individually. It is about the collective. And when we commit to a regular practice of tuning in, of quieting ourselves to receive the divine messages from the God within, which by the way knows why we're here and what we need, We receive the guidance that aligns us with the right people, the guidance that guides us to the right place at the right time, the guidance that has us receiving the message that needs to be shared when it needs to be shared. So you being a conscious participant on your path is what serves the collective. So again, being self-oriented isn't just about you. It's actually about all of us. And I believe it's how we move forward as a collective. Now, just to help illustrate this a bit for you all, I want to share a brief experience that I had over the past month to just illustrate how this can show up and how it showed up for me specifically. So as many of you know, I think I mentioned this in every episode. (laughs) As many of you know, I recently located to LA from the DC area and leading up to that move. And even after I set foot in LA in late March, 
There was a lot that needed to happen in preparation for the move, but there was also normal life and normal business things happening as well. And this process really started in early January where I put my place on the market, first prepared my place to be placed on the market. And I was running my business, you know, as well during that time, of course. And I also, around that same time, got the download to start the podcast as well. And shortly after, got the download to plan this launch event around it. And so all of these things were set into motion in January of 2022. So every single one of these things I was excited by, I was lit up by, it felt good in my body. I felt at ease. I felt in flow and I was ready. And so everything went well. You know, I followed my intuition throughout the process of all of these things. And by late March, I was ready. And it's so funny thinking back to that time frame because I remember friends saying to me, um, how are you so calm? <laughs> how are you so calm? And I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how I was so calm, um, but it all felt so incredibly in flow. And I was so grateful for that. So then I get to LA, my sister graciously offered to do this cross-country trip with me. We drove across country together, which was so beautiful, and got to LA in late March. And as a side note, uh, one fun, just intuitive thing that happened was I actually knew where I was going to live before I got to LA and didn't even look at places because intuitively I just knew based on what I'd seen when I was looking previously. And sure enough, that is where I live. That's another story for another time. But yeah, so I found my place in early April. It wasn't ready until um, early May. So I had some time. So during that time, I was shuffling around which was something I'd never actually, you know, done before, nothing I'd actually experienced. But I was shuffling around, different friends just offered for me to stay with them. I was completely supported during that, I would say, a little over a month of waiting for my apartment to be ready. But it was also, you know, a lot of work. I was continuing to produce the podcast and continuing to run my business and, getting all the things set that one needs to get set after a move. And that was all happening, but the momentum was still going. The momentum was still flowing. And I got to move into my place in early May. I was so excited. And I would say that's when I started to notice a little bit of ebb in my energy, I started to notice that, wow, Shelby, you've been doing a lot over the past almost six months, you know, and this is a culminating moment. Um, it felt really good to be in my place. But I also started to feel like, damn, like I'm looking at all these boxes <laughs> surrounding me and this is really the last leg of my move, you know? So I was like, all right, let's go. 
let's clear out these boxes. Let's get the paint on the walls. Let's decorate. Let's set this up as the home that I feel worthy of and I'm grateful for. So over the course of, you know, the rest of May and by the end of May, I was settled in, you know, I was settled into my place and I was so grateful. I was also tired. (laughs) I was finally starting to feel just the call to rest, but I was resistant to it. And my conditioning told me, yo, you just moved across the country. You just did all these things. That took a lot of time. That took a lot of time that you could have been putting into your business. You need to, you know, it's time to do all the things. It's time to lean in and get things in motion, get things moving. So yeah, I was basically ignoring, you know, those subtle nudges in my body. And we'll talk a little bit about listening to your body in a second too. I was ignoring these subtle nudges in my body to slow down and that it was time to rest and that, hey, you actually did a lot over the past six months, you know, but because it wasn't tied to making money or doing things that conventionally felt like shoulds at this point, it didn't feel, I felt like I had already taken a break, which doesn't make any sense saying that out loud now. So anyway, I'm continuing to produce the podcast, recorded some episodes in May and full transparency felt low energy in those, you know, interviews, but continued nonetheless, because I was like, Shelby, it's time you're here. You're settled in. Let's go. You know, not giving myself grace at all. So I get to the first week of June and I have a couple of things scheduled that actually got rescheduled two days in a row. And I was so prepared for these things, y'all. I was like, yes, it is time to work. Let's do this. And both things got rescheduled on consecutive days. And I was just like, hmm, the fact that these got rescheduled does not match the energy I was bringing to this situation. So, you know, what's up? So I remember on that second day of things getting rescheduled, I went home, I sat on my couch and I was like, okay, what am I not? seeing. What is it? And then it hit me and I was like, oh, I'm being called to rest. And, you know, those little moments over the past several weeks where I felt the nudge in my body that it was almost time for this rest. And when I had the opportunity to take that time to rest, I didn't take it immediately. And in that moment, it just became crystal clear that I had experienced a huge shift, not just physically, not just in my physical space and all of the physical things that I did, but a huge shift spiritually. And it was time to take a moment to let that integrate. So let me tell y'all how this 
actually unveiled a whole other concept uh, for me. And that is the concept of sacred pause. And I call it sacred pause because what if when we get the call to rest for a period of time, that we think of that call as God preparing us for the next cycle. You know, we're so conditioned to keep going, 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 going. It's applauded, you know, it's rewarded in our society. But what if we saw those subtle nudges to rest as God tapping us on our shoulder and saying, hey, you did good, kid. <laughs> you did good. Now, let's take a moment and sit down and rest and reflect and regenerate so that you are ready for the next cycle. And the beautiful thing about that is there's so much that we don't even know is coming And that's why it's so important, I realize, to listen to that nudge to rest and to take it seriously and rest with reverence, you know, and be grateful for the rest. And tying this back to self-orientation, so at the time that this came up for me, It felt very counterintuitive, not only because of my own conditioning, but also because of external messages that I was getting. For one, I feel like every time I looked at social media, somebody was talking about how it was go time. And I think that that is all completely relevant and beautiful and encouraging. But When we get collective messages and when we hear collective messages, and I think social media is a beautiful place to receive these messages, but I think that's also one reason why it's so important for us to be tuned in to the nuance and the message for us specifically. So whenever you are scrolling through social media, whenever you are talking to a friend, Anything outside of you, you have to be grounded in what's true for you and what you need. You have to be self-oriented so that you know what the message is for you in that external thing. And so what I found was there was some shame coming up about this rest There was resistance coming up about this rest. There was guilt coming up about this rest. And I had to get past all that. And the call was actually to rest the entire month of June. And I initially said, well, I'll just rest for this first week of June. (laughs) And y'all, every time I tried to get up to move myself back into motion, my body was like, No, it's not time. So I say all that to say, I'm just actually coming out of this period of rest, y'all. And I am so grateful 
to have had this time to integrate the past six months of my life where so many beautiful things have happened, but beautiful things that took a lot of energy, a lot of momentum, a lot of focus. And I know that there are some monumental tasks ahead of me and I do want to be well-rested and self-oriented so that I can approach them in the most God-centered way possible. So I hope that is helpful in illustrating just how being self-oriented can show up. And when I finally listened, when I finally leaned in to the rest, it all made sense to me. And I feel the energy, I feel the momentum building again in such divine time. Some things that I was looking out for a couple of months prior or a month prior are popping up right now. And so that definitely takes a level of trust. It takes a level of surrender, knowing that all of our needs will be met, knowing that you are on divine time when you are listening to those nudges. So let's now get into some ways we can all become more self-oriented. Now, this list is in no particular order. These are things that have helped me over the years. And I want you all to really just listen to what resonates with you and go from there. So first on my list, unsurprisingly, is establishing a regular meditation practice. From listening to the podcast, uh, anyone who's listened so far knows that Meditation has been such a game changer for me. It's been a huge part of my spiritual journey. My meditation practice started in 2018, and I think I was just using the Headspace app, meditating. I think I started out meditating like five minutes a day, (laughs) you know, with the Headspace app. And that meditation practice slowly built it built itself up and I started going to this meditation studio in DC called Recharge. I don't think it's there anymore, but I think they still do like corporate things. And yeah, that really, really kicked things off for me. And from there, I just kept building on my practice, kept building on my practice. And I eventually decided to train with Chopra, with the Chopra program in did a training on primordial sound meditation, which is the type of meditation that I now practice regularly. It is a mantra-based meditation that I do 20 to 30 minutes in the morning and 20 to 30 minutes in the evening. And I tell you, it has really deepened my practice. And there's so many different kinds of meditation out there. My advice, if you don't already have a regular meditation practice, is to start small and just know that any meditation is beneficial, no matter how long your sessions are when you start out. And also, let your meditation practice evolve with you. Try not to have too much judgment around doing it right, Um, being still, being in your own 
presence and silence has so many benefits. So give yourself grace if you are just starting a meditation practice. And I'll also just say that consistency is key. The next thing I would recommend is breath work. Another thing we've talked about a lot on the podcast, breath work quite simply changed my life. I was introduced to breath work for the first time when I attended Milana Snow's incredible, incredible integrated energy healing and breathwork training here in LA back in June of 2021. And since then, I have been practicing breathwork on myself on a weekly basis, deep consciousness shifting breathwork sessions each week since August of 2021. And so I'm coming up on a year almost of that practice, and it has brought me to a deeper level of intimacy with my truth. It's brought me to a place where I'm able to sit, be with fear, be with the unknown, get curious about the stickiness of life and let it really just expand me. And it's been so beautiful to be able to facilitate sessions for friends and clients as well. If you are ever interested in experiencing breath work for yourself, don't hesitate to reach out. I would be happy to do a session with you. The next thing is to look up your human design. So You may have been hearing a lot, a lot, a lot about human design lately. Human design is just this beautiful system that incorporates all these different systems of cosmology, like um, astrology and I Ching, that come together to basically give you a profile of why you're here how you best present your energy, how you best make decisions. So many deep, deep levels of just an information to gain from looking up and following your human design. And if you're interested in looking up your human design, you can check out Jazz Moon's Soul Maps. I believe if you follow her on Instagram. Jasmine, I believe, is her Instagram. And if it's not, I'll link it in the in the show notes. But she has what's called a soul map, which is how I got all of my human design components initially. And um, if you go to her link in bio, I think there's a link to actually purchase yours. But it's a beautiful, beautiful resource if you're just starting to learn about human design. And there are also tons of human design readers out there. I know anyone who works with me, we do talk about your human design, particularly as it pertains to your strategy and your authority, which really speaks to how you best make decisions. And it really helps to foster self-trust. So highly recommend that. It's such a good tool in being more self-oriented. So the next thing I'll say is take breaks from social media. So admittedly, my social media breaks are a bit long, (laughs) but I think it's really important to 
take breaks from social media because I think it's one of the most accessible places for us to receive external messages, which can be beautiful, you know, especially if you're following people who make you feel nourished and who really feed your soul. But it's also really beautiful to take a moment away from social media on a regular basis to make sure you're clear on your internal messages. I highly recommend making a regular practice of this. It could be one day a week, you know, it could be a month at a time. It could be once a quarter, but this is a beautiful way to kind of unplug a bit from the collective, the collective message, the external message, and tune back into your message. The next thing I'll say is journaling. Create a journaling practice. This is another thing that has been so game-changing for me. I think I also started this regularly in 2018. 2018 was just like a very important year for me to lean into a lot of these practices that I continue to to keep up now. And my journaling practice is very much fluid. I don't journal at a specific time every day. I let my journaling practice um, be fluid because I never know when something comes up that I want to write down. And that's exactly what my journaling practice is. As soon as something comes up, that I know that I need to record, I just grab my journal and write it down. I do journal every day, but sometimes I journal four or five times a day, depending on what's coming up. And, you know, it may be because of the transits, you know, the astrological transits, I just have my journaling practice really flowing depending on, you know, what's happening in the stars. I also know several people who do morning pages, which also is a really, really supportive way to just empty out each morning before you start your day and really tune in to what's coming up for you. So highly, highly recommend journaling. It's also just a beautiful way to really bring what's in our consciousness into the physical so that we can see it and have it reflected back to us and assess how we want to be with it. So highly recommend that. The next thing I highly recommend is sleep. And y'all, I have underestimated the importance of sleep for years. Now, my minimum is eight hours a night. That is my minimum. And I think this has been over the past year, I would say, So sleep is so important because it's so regenerative, not just physically, but spiritually. And so as you are out in the world experiencing your day-to-day, getting enough sleep helps you to integrate whatever it is you are experiencing. So tune in to your sleep hygiene. Make sure, do the best you can to make sure you're doing your body and your spirit good by getting enough sleep. The next thing is listen to your body's subtle cues before they become loud. And this one is very much tied to meditation as well. When you take the time to just regularly spend that quiet time with yourself, 
you automatically become more aware of every level of your being, including the physical. And you get used to noticing those subtle cues and you get curious about them. And as most of you know, like our bodies hold so much wisdom. Even if you don't meditate, this is an awareness that you can really cultivate just by listening and by giving your body what it needs on a regular basis. And this definitely came up for me in, you know, what I shared about being called to rest. That's a beautiful example of how this can show up. So the next thing I'll say is start your day with an intention. And the reason this is so important is because when we are just moving throughout the world and exposing ourselves, you know, rightfully so to all of the external things in our lives, we can sometimes be heavily influenced by what's coming up for others or what others want us to do or what others say we should be doing in a particular moment. Or there's so many external cues that can pull our attention in so many different directions. So one beautiful way to just move through your day centered on what's true for you, on what your priority is for that day, is to set an intention for each day. And this can be like setting an intention for each meeting, setting an intention for each day, setting an intention for each week, setting an intention for each month. Intentions are just so incredibly grounding. And it just helps you to focus on your path and also helps you to set boundaries with others when needed. And the last thing I'll say is follow your curiosity. And y'all know I always give this caveat that as you discover what resonates with you in your journey of taking care of your spiritual well-being, make sure you are open to what's calling you. Allow yourself to be in flow with your curiosity. This might look like, I know how this comes up for me often, is what books I read. There have been times when I've literally, I remember I was walking through Adams Morgan in DC around my birthday uh, last year, year before last. I can't remember when, but I just, you know, was led into this bookstore and this book that had kept coming up for me, I actually think I told this story on the podcast with my girl, Christina, but the book that had kept coming up for me at that time was The Celestine Prophecy, which now is one of my absolute favorite books. I highly recommend the entire series of Celestine books. But yeah, around that time, the book had come up several times just in passing, you know, but I'd never been in the presence of a physical copy to purchase. And so I felt led to go into this bookstore and, you know, I'm just perusing and sure enough, there's a used copy sitting right there waiting for me. And I knew, I knew that it was mine. I knew it was why I was led into that bookstore. And that book has changed my life. So allow yourself to be led by your curiosity as you explore new modalities, as you feel guided to read certain things or join certain events and programs or talk to certain people 
I can't tell you how many times I've been at a store or just in a random place and just ended up being drawn to this, you know, particular person and had the most beautiful conversation, usually about spirituality, which was part of the inspiration for this podcast. So I can't underscore that enough. And that's really, that's the list, you know, that's the list. Um, Like I said, take what resonates with you. I hope that is supportive for you in learning how to become more self-oriented. And I hope this episode has been generally nourishing for you. Like I said, when this download came through, it really shifted something in me, shifted my perspective. And I hope that this had a similar impact on you as well. Before I wrap this episode up, I want to reiterate what self-orientation is. So just to recap, self-orientation is about being deeply tuned into self and letting the sum of our individual answers that arise. Yes, the downloads, the guidance, Letting those individual answers, the sum of those individual answers, be our collective answer. And sacred pause, because I understand, you know, the privilege to even be able to do this, but sacred pause does not need to be a month, you know? Sacred pause is any time you feel the nudge in your body to pause. It can be for five minutes. It can be taking a few days off from work. But anytime we listen to that pause, we are listening to the divine guidance to prepare us for what's next, to continue to prepare us for our divine path. So, I know I am going to keep this definition, this concept close to me as I continue on in my journey. I hope you keep this in your consciousness as well if it resonates with you. And I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for continuing to be on your journey and on this journey alongside me. So grateful for you all, and I am excited to connect again soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.